you know, when you go to those classes with your baby and they break out the toys and, and like at the pool, it'll be those little colorful balls or rubber duckies or at music class, you know, it'll be the egg shakers or the sticks you can bang together or the tambourines. And the babies, you know, they get really excited and the moms are excited to play with the babies with all the toys. You know, you know what I'm talking about, those fun moments? I dread those moments. I dread them because I know there's going to be a time in the not-too-distant future when we have to give those toys back. And when that happens, my daughter is just going to lose her mind. She's going to start screaming. She's going to be crying real tears. You know, she's going to make a scene. And if I'm lucky, there's a teacher there who understands and lets her hang on to something through the rest of the class. And if I'm unlucky, the teacher's going to tell her she needs to learn how to share. And the thing is, I have to say, I totally, totally get this from the baby point of view. It's like, um, you know, you gave me this thing that I totally love that, you know, thank you very much. I'm enjoying playing with this. And now, like five minutes later, you want me to give it back to you? You're taking it back? I get it. But today, we're going to hear from somebody whose daughter used to freak out about something that just seemed completely incomprehensible even if you were trying to look at it from the baby's point of view. This is the ninth episode of the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hillary Frank. Joyce Slayton is somebody who wrote to me through the blog. Um, she wrote to me about something that happened with her daughter, Violet, um, a few years ago. And her, her story got my attention immediately because it was about something, a disorder, actually, I'd never heard of before. And you'll find out what that is soon uh, in our conversation. But I just want to point out first, Joyce is a clothes person. I had clothes that I'd sewn for her and, you know, I'd scoured thrift stores and, you know, and I'd be excited because we were going to go out and, and we were going to see people and I'd have this fancy vintage baby. Well, when Violet finally came along, it turned out she had a problem with clothes, a, a big problem. Joyce started noticing it um, with things like bathing suits. When she would put Violet in a bathing suit, Violet would just, you know, freak out. And then it was things like sweaters and jackets. Joyce would be putting Violet's left arm in the left sleeve of a jacket, and by the time she was working her right arm into the right sleeve, Violet would have wriggled her way out of the left side already. And so Violet was just kind of never dressed well for cold days at the playground. This all hit a peak when Violet was about two and a half years old. One day... I was trying to bring her to a library story hour, and I wanted her to wear this one pretty red shirt that we'd just gotten for her that had little dogs embroidered across the front. It was really cute. And I pulled it over her uh, head and put it on her, and she started plucking at it. That's what she does when she's upset. She plucks at things with her fingers, and she sort of shakes and, you know. And, and so this day, I was determined to bring her out. She was going to wear that shirt because I liked it, and I was the mother, and I was in charge. And I took her out. <laughs> I mean, I, I had a hold of her, and it was like it was like she was being electrocuted, like she was like convulsing at the end of my arm, you know, hopping around hysterically and screaming. And we couldn't go into the library because there was like a, a, a line of parents with strollers waiting to go into the library and staring at us like, what is wrong with you? And I looked at them and I wanted to say to them, I don't know what's wrong. I don't know. And I don't know what to do. 
And and so, like, did you just think, well, like, I just have a daughter who, like, can't get dressed? Like, what did, what did you think? I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to think. It was such a strange problem. Nobody I knew had that problem. I mean, there was, little kids are notoriously difficult to dress, we, you know, which is, of course, the advice that I kept getting back. Oh, this is very common. This happens to everybody. You know, um, why don't you have two outfits and she can choose? Why don't you lay out the clothes the night before? I mean, we tried everything. I had tried everything. I tried setting a timer, you know, I tried racing her, punishments of various kinds, timeouts or taking away things if you won't do it, uh, bribing, sticker charts, uh, oh, yeah, get her candy, candy, yes, a giant candy bar if you just get dressed. Boy, she would want that candy, too, but she would not do it. So you couldn't get clothes on her, and, and like, then what happened? We didn't leave the house for, like, a month. But so, but, but like, what do you mean? Like, she just wouldn't. We didn't leave the house for a month. I'm not kidding. We didn't leave the house for a month. Like, uh, my husband left and went to work. I would hope every day that I would be able to get some kind of clothing on her and get her out anywhere. My God, I was losing my mind. I was so stir crazy, as you can imagine. I just wanted to go to the park. You know, I would have let her wear a Batman costume. Uh, you know, a robe and slippers, anything in the entire world to get her out of the house. So, like, what, was she hanging out at home in pajamas or what? No, no, she was naked. Naked, 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 naked. Fully naked for at least four weeks, possibly six. Wait, 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 wait. So I just, like, I'm trying to pick, picture this. I know, doesn't this. that wait. sound crazy? So you and people were, would, what's that? You were, you were sitting with your, your kid at home, just like, so you were in your clothes and she was just sitting yeah. there naked for a month. Yeah. She would play around the house naked, you know, she'd go to bed naked, she'd wake up, you know, come to the breakfast table, sit, have her breakfast naked, play for the rest of the day naked, and, like, eventually the naked phase faded out, like, she started being willing to wear, (laughs) after the naked phase, she fixated on this one pink dress, and she wore that dress for, I think, four or five months, every single day of her life. Wow. I know. I hate it so much. When I look back at the pictures of that period and I see that pink dress, I feel furious. (laughs) I hate it so much. I hate it. I threw it away. Oh, I threw the pink dress away eventually. Anyways, where was it going? I'm sorry. I got got stuck on the pink dress. Oh, yeah. Okay. So uh, there was an afternoon when I was trying to get Violet to go somewhere or other, and she was nude and wouldn't even put on the pink dress. And I was so furious that I... You know, I banged on the panes of glass in her door with my fists in order to not go over and bang on her with my fists, which is what I really was dying to do. And I banged so hard I broke them, and I cut myself, and there was a lot of tinkling glass on the floor, and Violet was naked, and I was worried she would step in it. And the look on her face was so frightened that I knew, you know, we were going to have to do something. This could not go on without something bad happening. I couldn't be patient anymore. So what did you do? There was a social service agency up the street from my house, and they have free therapy for parents, and they will give you childcare during the therapy sessions. 
that therapist was a goddess. I mean, of all the people who told me, when I told them the problems I was having, you know, it would always be a string of advice or a string of dismay and, and um, disapproval. But um, when I, I remember sitting down to talk to the therapist, and for about 25 minutes or half an hour, I just didn't stop with my long, probably insane-sounding, rage-filled worry and upset and, you know, about the situation that we were in. And when I stopped to take a breath, I filled up almost an entire um, wastebasket with tissues because I was just weeping, weeping the whole time. And when I stopped to take a breath, the therapist said to me, she said, you know, that sounds very normal, like a very normal way to react under so much stress. <laughs> that helped me so much to hear that that I was normal, that anybody would react and get upset if their kid was so difficult. You know, it, it's so, it's amazing how much, like if people just knew how much help that would be sometimes, you know, to just, when you're going through something like that, not to, not to try to fix your problem for you, but just to tell you like, oh my God, that sucks. That's all I needed to hear. It turned out I didn't even know that's what I needed to hear. So, so after you started um, the therapy and stuff, like what, what did you um, discover about your daughter? I called the um, regional center is the place that you call when kids are under three and they have developmental problems. In the evaluation, we learned that she did not, in fact, have autism, which was our worry, but they thought that she did have this developmental problem called sensory integration disorder or sensory processing disorder, which just means that, you know, everybody to some extent has something sensory that bothers them. You know, I can't stand little noises like clicking. Somebody clicking a pen or jingling change in their pocket will drive me up a wall, and that's what it's like for her she can't screen things out that wouldn't bother a regular, a, a person that doesn't have this issue. So like for her, how does putting on clothes feel? Um, she has expressed it very well. You know, it's it, it, certain types of clothing. She feels like it, it stings or it burns. She can feel a, a tag at the back of her neck or if something is tight at the waist, she says it, it burns, it hurts. So no wonder she was screaming. Yes. You don't know how guilty I feel of all the times I forced things on her, and now I know that it hurt her. Did, did she remember that? Like, have you been able to talk about it? Oh, God, no, thank God. She doesn't remember it. She doesn't, because I started getting help right around the time that she was three, you know, so they don't really remember too much before around three. I'm so grateful. Yeah. And um, so does she understand that, that she has this issue? She does. She does. Um, there's a kind of therapy. It's called occupational therapy, and a lot of autistic kids do it too. And it, it's crazy looking stuff. You know, you you like swing on these lycra swings and pop bubbles with one finger. And then after four months of it, she could put on a bathing suit. You know, like she could just, she could put. She stopped wearing that damnable pink dress and started wearing some other things. You know, like what does what does she wear now? Um, you know, she, I know what kind of thing will work for her. She likes, um, those like, you know, empire waists, like if she can handle the pressure on the top of her body, but not like at the waist of her body. So nothing with like a nipkin waist. 
and I, I look at my daughter now, she's such a lovely little girl. I mean, now that she's no longer uncomfortable, she's sweet and reasonable and divine. And so, like, what what's it like now, um, like, when you go to the thrift store and go shopping with her? It's really lovely. It's... Uh, it's, uh, it's the way I always dreamed that it would be with a mom and a daughter. You know, like, we're like, hey, let's try this on. That looks great. Hey, we can wear it with this. Like, it's like, it's my dream Barbie world that I, that I really wanted with my daughter. And I thought I would never have. Joyce Slayton is a writer and editor in San Francisco. Her daughter, Violet, is now a very cheerful five years old. If you'd like to see a picture of that dreaded pink dress, there's one up at our website, longestshortesttime.com. There's also links there that might be helpful to you if this story sounded very familiar and you think your child might be showing signs of sensory processing disorder. Thanks for listening to the Longest Shortest Time podcast. I'm Hilary Frank. And as always... If you want to tell me your story of a struggle in early parenthood for this podcast, go to longestshortesttime.com and click contact.